All right, so it is the end of November. Tomorrow starts December. And I think a lot of us have been joking around about the um, countdown until winter break. And I have too. But I really do think that we need to spend this time figuring out, like kind of preparing for finishing up everything in December so that we can start fresh in January. So that is what we're going to start talking about this week, how we can get everything in order to make a really happy new year. All right, let's go. Welcome to Anti-Burnout for English Teachers. I'm Danielle Hicks, and I am your host. I will be in this podcast going over tips and strategies to avoid burnout. Being an English teacher is so tough, and we really need to join together and figure out ways that we can continue to build a great English classroom and also not feel depleted by the end of the year. So let's go. All right, so there are a couple things that I really try to do in this time at the beginning of December until the winter break. And for me, that's going to be about two and a half weeks from the beginning of December. Our, um, we will return, or rather, our break will be, our last day is the 15th. So our first day of break is the 18th of December. And then we have like through the new year. So a couple things that I want to put in place for my future self is that we will have some time to get grading done so that my future self does not have to come back to grading unless it doesn't get done in which case I will come back to grading because I don't want to bring it home with me I also want to have my new year unit all planned And I want to have this time where students are working, okay, so between December and December 18th, when we go on break, I want for them to be working on something that is a little bit um, self-directed or group-directed, something that I do not have to heavily be working with them the entire class period so that I can like clean my desk so that I could do a little bit of this in between work. Um, So my students are working on projects now. Um, The final thing is like setting that timeline so that I don't get a lot of students doing work over the break to try to catch up. Um, So I'll talk a little bit about how I have this all planned. All right, so um, the grading is the grading, right? So I am just trying to prioritize my time so that I can get some grading done. Um, This means that I've, well, in order to do this, I spent a lot of time in the last few weeks working on my unit plan for when I get back from winter break. I'm pretty excited about it. The plan is we're going to be watching my favorite holiday movie, which is It's a Wonderful Life. I've showed this to students in the past, and even though it's long and old, 
I think I've hyped it up enough that they get into it. And I'm really excited about the unit. I've taken some of what I've done before and cleaned it up a little bit. Um, and actually, I was so excited about it. I wanted to share it with everyone. So I've started putting those products up on TPT and put a I put together a um, private podcast to like explain the unit and the direction. Um, so I'll I'll add that to the show notes. But I hope that people check it out because I'm really um, I'm really excited about this private podcast. Um, it's like something I'm trying new. I, I've been thinking about how, and uh, this is a little bit of a digression, but, um, I've been thinking about how on TPT, it's frustrating to see something and you're like, I'm not quite sure if this is going to work for me. Um, and then you get it and you're like, okay, like I like a lot of this, but I don't understand how some of this is going together or like where this came from or how everything fits together. So that's what I'm trying to do with the private podcast is give some like frame for the unit to explain my thinking and not just give you like the what, but kind of the, the how to put it together. So, um, but the, the podcast is a little bit of a, instead of this particular one just getting it um when you purchase the product I've set it up so you can listen to it beforehand and kind of know what you're getting and there's a little free resource that's goal setting in there so um my unit is thinking about okay so when we come back from the new year Students are often academically groggy and they're out of shape for, you know, being in the classroom. So I was thinking about how I wanted to connect to all of the community building work that we've been doing previous to the break and also getting them like feeling like they're not working hard, but really doing a lot of rigorous work connecting to all of the ideas that we've been building on all year thus far. So it's really focused on like community because that's, that's what's happening in, um, it's a wonderful life. So the importance of community, the responsibility of the individual in the community, um, like the interconnectedness of everything and everyone. And then I want to kind of do a little bit of SEL with like why each person is important, which is very easy to do with It's a Wonderful Life. Um, and then have, you know, I didn't, I'm assuming that everybody knows It's a Wonderful Life because it's my favorite and I watch it every year. But um, it's the story of um, George Bailey. It follows him from his early years to when he's a uh, young adult um he is like a really great guy and very selfless he ends like he dreams in his young life of um traveling the world and um you know going to college and um being successful um and what happens is his father owns the town's building and loan manages um and 
he ends up kind of taking over the family business somewhat reluctantly and assuming that his younger brother would um, take his place. Um, but that doesn't happen, and, and George ends up staying in Bedford Falls. And um, at one point, he so he has a he, he starts questioning his life and he there's like a series of unfortunate events and he decide like wishes that he had never been born um an angel actually happens to uh be assigned to him and um gives him that wish and we see how terrible things go had he never been there um so it's and it it gives him a new like after this whole situation of of seeing what life would have been like without him he is um you know has a new a new set of eyes to his life so um i'm using that to talk about goal setting and the like the importance of the individual why every piece of our community and our classroom community matters. Um, so doing some work around that and also talking about, so this is set like right around 1918 in the beginning and then goes into like just after um, World War II. So it follows his whole life um, up to that point. So I'm using this as context for some of our text. So right now my um, honor students are reading uh, The Great Gatsby, so this will be a really good um, transition. So, like time-wise, from the twenties to like, kind of moving from right during that time, a little bit past it. So then we can go into those texts of the nineteen fifties, which I'm, I don't really go chronologically, um, but they will come back to it. So I'll be able to say. Um, I think what we're going to be doing is reading Fahrenheit 451. I haven't totally decided. Um, after the break, we're going to be reading um, The Water Dancer. So we're, we're not actually going in time. But it is something that, you know, you could see how if you were running chronologically, you'd see that. Um, and also, I'm connecting back to, we've we've been talking about the story of America this whole time. So what does the American dream look like for George Bailey and other characters in the film? So we're going to use this to connect back to what we've done right before break and then kind of moving forward into The Water Dancer and what that means for for dreams and memories and um, community. So... Um, that is what's happening after the school year. We're going to do um, kind of a big jigsaw assignment where they'll be looking at different pieces of the American dream. Um, anyway, so if you want to hear more about that, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this podcast about that unit, but if you want to hear more about that, then please check out the private podcast and check out that link in the show notes um, or in the description here. Um Okay, so so then the other thing that I really try to do right now is make it so that I can kind of take care of things. Um, so I'm not saying that I'm neglecting my students. I'm definitely not. But 
I do have some time set up that they're working in groups and have time where they're really focused on, on that work. So my, my, uh, 11th grade students right now, or sorry, my honor students right now are reading Gatsby and, um, I've been talking about this idea of, um, like persona creation and what it means to like be yourself or to reinvent yourself and where like reinvention ends as a positive aspirational thing and when it becomes something that is negative like like not being true to to oneself or projecting a fake identity um so they are looking at that but they're also exploring literary criticism theory so I have them in five groups. What, let's see, we, they're in post-colonial, historical, feminist, um, queer, and psychoanalytical. And um, they've been exploring like journal articles and some podcast episodes. And then their task was to take those, um, like what they've learned about their their approach and then choose I gave them a bunch of prompts for each of the literary criticism theories and gave them um told them to find a passage like a a short passage like two to four paragraphs from the great Gatsby they all annotate it and then um they write in 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 their annotations they're connecting back to those journal articles that they've read um and then doing a little bit of synthesis on that and then they're going to take all that and then jigsaw so it'll turn into a group where each member represents each of those literary criticism theories and then they're going to create a social media profile for the character and um and their summative assessment actually is doing a literary analysis um, I'll, I'll give them a passage and then they'll analyze based on the five different literary criticism theories and that'll be their summative for the unit. But, um, a lot of that work is, um, group time. So I'm able to take care of, take care of the things. My English 11 students are reading a choice read dystopian book and, um, they're focusing on ethical dilemmas and elements of dystopia and they are doing a little bit of I guess it's kind of similar in that they're working on a choice book but they come back together to do their summative assessment um, which is they're putting together a YouTube video or they're putting together a series of YouTube videos they're working groups to each a video and they're focusing on um that ethical dilemma um but they're they're thinking like thematically about how it connects to their ethical dilemma um they did for actually previous to this they did they chose an ethical dilemma that they see happening in their novel and then they did some research to connect it to the real world i had them use the 
uh, Gale database, the opposing viewpoints database, uh, to make it, you know, a little bit more contained. Um, so they're then working with someone that has read a different book than them. And they're looking at elements of dystopia and like what common elements there are. And then characters approach to ethical dilemma. So they had to really talk to each other about their book to understand and kind of come up with those commonalities. Um, so today, actually, the students that have not really been keeping up with assignments or haven't been reading weren't able to participate today. So um, one of my classes that is um, my uh, class full of personalities uh, that don't necessarily remain the most focused. There were a lot of them that were quite behind. Um, but when they realized that there was a deadline and that they had a lot of work, you know, they've kind of spent a lot of class time not working. And, you know, I was sick the week before um, Thanksgiving. So instead of saying like, okay, you all didn't do the work, so let's backtrack, which I think they were expecting. I was like, no, I was I was very clear about what was happening. So um, you have plenty of time. If you decided that you weren't going to use it, then now you're going to have to figure it out in between time. Um, one of the things that I do is on our um, LMS, I put a big banner with the um, the work for the day. So it is pretty impossible for students to not know what they're supposed to do because it's like, first do this thing, then do that thing. So um, there it is. So they're um, going to have several class periods where they'll be putting together those that YouTube video. And of course, I'm going to be giving them some mini lessons and guidance for how to move through the steps. But a lot of that is also going to be work time. Um, and then, um, the final thing that I've really been thinking about to set myself up for a fresh start myself in the new year is something I mentioned at the beginning is this unit or these units do not go right up until the end of the the break or the end of the time before break so both of my units end on the 11th and 12th um and the way that our policy at my school works is you can complete late work up until that um the end of unit so um at right now, if an assignment isn't completed, there's a zero, but it's a placeholder. And then um, once we finish the unit, any work that hasn't been completed turns into a 50 and will not be raised up until that. But they can do the summatives um, up until the end of the year. We have a rolling grade book, so they can complete that. But it's like not everything is open. So I feel like this is a change from last year, and it means that students are, I don't know, taking deadlines a little bit more seriously than they did in the past. 
and um, it means that I'm getting less light work. So it's uh, definitely made some mental health um, improvements on, on my part. Um, so that is the deal I'm spending. I'm, I think I mentioned a couple times, like cleaning my desk. That's something that's really important to me that I come back to a clean desk. And, um, I also find just in general that if like my area is cluttered, then I get less work done. So I'm really trying to like keep that area clean and, and make sure that that's all done for the new year. But I feel like after that, um, working on the grading, really focusing on that, having, um, everything kind of planned out until the end of the school year. And, um, actually, okay. So I do have a couple class periods. My, um, Gatsby students are going to be watching Gatsby right before the break, which will be, um, I think they'll be engaged. They like watching Gatsby. Um, it, it does seem like I'm watching a lot of movies, right? Which I guess is happening, right? Just in this little bit of time. Um, so that's it. That's the plan for the end of the year. And I'm really feeling like it will get me set up for something um, really fresh as long as I'm able to get, like, as long as I'm able to get that grading done then I think that'll be really good. But like I said, if it doesn't get done, um, I'm not taking it home over break. Um, that's not what break is for. Break is for break. So I hope that you feel the same way. And I hope everything is going well for you and you're having um, this time between Thanksgiving and New Year's is not very stressful for you. I know that there are a lot of um, this can be a really hard time for various reasons. Um, but hopefully this gave you some ideas for how to make this time a little easier and, um, smoother so that you can ease on into the new year while also remaining, uh, in a rigorous curriculum. So, um, thank you for hanging out and, I will see you back next year in December. And um, again, uh, check out that It's a Wonderful Life private podcast. It's totally free. And you can kind of get some insight into that unit a little bit more if that piqued your interest. All right. Thanks again.